The Thriving Over Surviving podcast is for informational and inspirational purposes and not meant to be medical advice. Please consult your physician for any medical issues you may be facing. The opinions expressed by guests and advertisers are their own and not necessarily the opinions of Thriving Over Surviving podcast. So a lot of people, what they do is they end up just avoiding or distracting or, you know, I often hear people say, well, I just stay in bed all day. Whereas if you were to do some values-based living, you might be going for that walk. You might be hanging out with friends or you might be working or, and that's the idea. We want to get people to do those value-based things that will make their lives better. Welcome to another episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of our autoimmune diagnoses, but ultimately how we thrive in spite of it. I'm your host, Edie Sahesian. I was diagnosed in 2015 with multiple sclerosis. I've learned a lot about MS in myself over the past few years, but the most important thing I realize is that I am going to live my best life. MS and other autoimmune diseases tend to be a bit of a bummer if we let them. So why not battle back by finding our joy? A lot of us autoimmune warriors deal with chronic pain in our day-to-day lives. I gracefully have escaped that so far, but I know people that are constantly in pain. And to deal with that, they use a lot of different techniques. Kelsey Harris, who is a licensed therapist, is here with us today to share some ideas about how we can deal better with our chronic pain. Hi, Kelsey. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm so excited to have you on. I know that you can add a lot to this conversation. So let's just dive right in, Kelsey. What are some ways that you can talk to the listeners about dealing with their chronic pain? There are a variety of different ways you can use, but what I use is called acceptance and commitment therapy. So it's a psychotherapy that has a huge evidence base for working with chronic pain. And there's some really interesting research by NICE. So that's the National Institute for Healthcare Excellence out of the UK. And they did this huge meta-analysis and looked at all kinds of research to find what the what was an evidence-based treatment for chronic pain. And they actually only came up with five. Exercise, acupuncture, but acupuncture only up to five sessions. Antidepressants, which kind of makes sense because the brain region that controls your mood and pain are, are the same. And then two psychotherapies, so cognitive behavioral therapy and acceptance and commitment therapy. So, and what was really interesting to me is that there were actually no pain medications on the list of of evidence-based treatments. Interesting. Yeah. I I wouldn't think that. I would thought that the list was long, actually. I would have thought the same. I was quite surprised and I I read through their whole research and everything. And uh, yeah, they just, there isn't enough evidence. It's not to say that those things don't work for some people, just there's not enough evidence to say that they are evidence-based treatment. Tell us more about this acceptance and commitment therapy. What, is, what does that entail? ACT is what we call it for short because okay. it's a very active form of therapy. But basically it's based on this principle of psychological flexibility. So the idea is that we often become inflexible psychologically where we just get really stuck on certain thoughts, feelings, situations, behaviors, and we, we're unable to do anything differently. So the idea with ACT is that we we help people become more psychologically flexible. And there's six ways that we do this. The first one being contacting the present moment, which a lot of people might 
consider similar to mindfulness, but actually a number of different areas of this, what we call hexaflex is mindful, mindfulness based. But so contacting the present moment is one. Another uh, really important one is self as context. So this is just about being an observer of yourself, like noticing what you're doing, noticing what you're thinking, noticing what you're saying, noticing what you're feeling. And a lot of people just don't really seem to have a really strong observer self, which is why it's an important piece. So is that like just being really very present in the moment? It sounds like there's a little more to it. Yeah, so it, you have to be very present in the moment. So it, that one, so self is context and contact in the present moment really go together because you can't observe yourself if you're not super present. I, I think I'm getting it. All right. <laughs> next, what's the next section? The next one is diffusion. So okay. fusion is when we get stuck on those uh, things that I mentioned earlier, like our emotions and thoughts. So diffusion okay. is just trying to create some distance between ourselves and them. So it's not to get rid of those things necessarily, like we might, but that's not the goal. The goal is just to create some distance. And with the distance, we're able to do other things in our life. Okay. All right. And, I like then, that one. Yeah, me too. And then values. So just really knowing what your values are, what's important to you, who's important to you and, and why they're important to you. And then we have acceptance and acceptance is just about not just like accepting your illness or your pain, but, but just understanding that this is part of life. This is we're developed to have these things. We, our brains are made to have emotions and, and generate thoughts. And it's okay to actually experience these things. But the idea is we just want to, it's okay without letting them overtake us. Okay. Yeah. Cause I think that that would be a big portion of what people are dealing with because it's not just the pain. The pain is going to cause a lot of emotions that would arise, I would assume. Okay. Gotcha. What's the last one? The last one is committed action. So this is about doing things even though you still have pain, whether that's physical or emotional. So a lot of people, what they do is they end up just avoiding or distracting or, you know, I often hear people say, well, I just stay in bed all day. And whether that's from, you know, depression or that's from physical pain or, you know, part, whatever part of the illness. Whereas if you were to do some values-based living, you might be going for that walk. You might be hanging out with friends or you might be working or, and that's the idea. We want to get people to do those value-based things that will make their lives better. So really we're talking about people stretching themselves to a point where they're comfortable with those actions and get back into more social situations, you know, being more active in their life. And okay. Does yeah. that make sense? Am I saying it right? Yeah. So yeah, basically doing any, whatever your values are that whatever action connects to those. So it's going to be super different for everybody, but yeah, it would, could be things like I mentioned, like it could be just things like exercising or hanging out with friends or working, or it could be, you know, just cooking or reading books. Like it really depends on what your values are. Sure. Because mine, all right, so my core values, now that you say that, are growth and humor. And so if I had a situation where I was in pain and I, I was in bed all the time and in that situation, 
I would be missing out on going to stand-up shows, missing out on teaching classes and learning from my students, you know, things like that. So it would be a really big deal for me to get back into those activities because they mean so much to me. So what you're saying makes a lot of sense. And I hope people that are in that situation dealing with chronic pain have an opportunity to talk to someone like you and work through those those six steps so they can kind of reclaim their life back, even if it's just a little bit, because those things aligned with my values bring me so much joy and just add those components to my life so I can totally see how this is relevant. Kelsey, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, no problem. This is really enlightening. Can you tell um, the audience how to find you in case they want to reach out? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at chronically.living underscore. (laughs) (laughs) I could not find a just chronically living was taken. So so that would be uh, one way to find me. And then I do have uh, a podcast myself. So that is called Chronically Living and How to Make the Most of It. I also have a blog and that is chronically-living.com. Well, if you haven't checked out her podcast yet, please go over there and listen because obviously she's got some really good um, things to say that could help us all in different ways. So Kelsey, thank you. Thanks again for being here with us. You're welcome. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. If you would like to join our growing community of thrivers, there are a lot of ways to do so. Visit the website at thrivingoversurvivingpodcast.com. There you'll find links to all our social media, my blog, and lots more. See you next time when we chat it up with another autoimmune warrior on the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. Keep thriving. Thriving.